Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I'm Angie Bauman, and this is episode 114, Slaying Your Fear Giants. And along with me today is my new ministry friend, author, podcaster, and retired elementary school teacher, Cecile Valoria. If you appreciate being able to see and feel God in everyday experiences, you are going to love this conversation with Cecile. In response to a Holy Spirit nudging, Cecile applied for a grant from Lowe's to create a garden at the school where she taught. Little did she know that when the grant came through and she began constructing that garden, God had lessons for her among the flowers and the weeds. She began to see how the weeds of anxiety in her life were choking out the beautiful flowers of God's promises. Cecile loves the words of Psalm 121, and I picked Psalm 121.3 as our verse for this episode. Hear it first in the NIV. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. When we are dealing with the temptation to be anxious, it can feel very much like we are slipping. But when we hold tight to the promises of God, we will remain steady. I know you'll hear that reminder through Cecile today as God uses her story to speak truth into your story. Let's listen in. Hello, Steady On friends, and welcome into this podcast episode. I'm Angie Bauman, and with me, my guest today is Cecile Valoria. Cecile, welcome to the Steady On community. Hi, Angie. Thank you so much for having me here today. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk with you because I think that your journey, your story, and what you're sharing about what God has taught you is going to be so, so applicable to those who are listening today. And so Cecile's coming to us from California. She is a writer. She is a podcast host. Her podcast is digging deep for treasures, and that'll be linked in the show notes today. She's the founder of a simple touch ministry, which delivers flower arrangements to patients in convalescent hospitals. Tell me, just take two seconds and tell me about that. How did you get started in that kind of ministry? Well, that I've always loved flowers. Mm. Even as a little girl, when I was in elementary school, I loved flowers and especially roses. And we had a neighbor who grew roses. And so every time I knew that my, my classmate was having a birthday, I would use my like meager 20, pay, uh, 20 cents, 20 centavos in the Philippines to buy a rose for her that day. And so Fast forward, when my daughter got married, we had extra flowers. And so because I love putting together flowers, I actually have been trained um, through Alice's table to put together flowers and to teach flower arranging. I went ahead and put together flower arrangements and I, I had three and took them to a convalescent hospital that was by my, um, my kids' high school. Uh, way back then. And that started it. On my way home, I cried. I just Mm -hmm. cried. And because of the joy that it brought me, and that time God gave me the words flowers for elders. Mm -hmm. And so I took that as his, you know, title or name for my ministry. I love that. And then basically I changed it to a simple touch ministry because of how I observed Jesus in his ministry and how he touched so many people. And just by a simple touch, he made a difference. 
I, flowers make me so happy and they make people so happy. I think that there's just something about them that can really communicate love and comfort and joy. And for those who listen all the time, you wouldn't know this, but those who watch these on YouTube, they would know that I almost always have, Cecile can see it right here, but I almost yes. always have a vase of fresh, fresh flowers on my desk behind me because when they just make me happy, I just love having them. So yeah, I think that's just fantastic. And, um, and Cecile also is an author. She has a, a memoir called, um, slaying your fear giants, which is kind of where we're going to camp today about fear and anxiety and overcoming some of those things. And, uh, it really chronicles your battle with anxiety. Right. And so I'm wondering, I read that you really like the book was sort of birthed and even your journey to overcoming, acknowledging and overcoming your anxiety really started when you were nurturing a school garden. And now you just talking about flowers and roses makes me <laughs> understand. I think that God speaks to you through his nature, through his creation, yes. and specifically maybe through flowers and gardening. And so how do you link that? How did God link that for you, this garden and nurturing and growing something and dealing with your own anxiety? Well, basically I started, um, the school garden, uh, because, um, he gave me that idea when I was on my summer break and on my summer break, I don't really want to waste time. I always have a plan for my summer because it's brief. And while I was thinking about things, I thought um, a school garden would be good, good for the class, I mean, for the school. And there is a, an area in our school where it was um, formerly an exercise area, but everything was overgrown there. It wasn't used. It was just wasted. And so I thought, you know, a, a garden would be good, which is kind of crazy because I felt and thought at that time that I did not have a green thumb. My husband did, but I don't know what crazy thing came into my mind when I thought, well, a school garden would be good. So I proposed that to my principal and she was so happy. And so I went ahead and wrote a grant for that and was awarded a $5,000 grant from Lowe's. And so that's how it started. Now, in terms of how God used this, he gave me so many things from this garden um, that helped me to kind of put together this memoir and self-help book. And so just to kind of give you some of the things that he showed me through this garden, the very biggest part of this that was related to my fear was that it's not all that it seems to be. That's one of the things that he, he gave me because when I started the garden, it was also that time when our school started uh, adopting the common core st standards. And so with that, this is a very rigorous um, uh, program. And so, being a school teacher by itself is hectic. Add on common, common, um, common core and its standards and the things that you are supposed to be doing with your students, it added to that. Now, Cecile added a garden, uh -huh. a school garden to that. So can you imagine the stress and um, Pressure. the amount of work yeah, that yeah. I had to do? 
So add to that, there there was a time where it was a period, there was a period of drought. And then it was followed by just a period of so much rain. And so when we started our garden, weed started to grow. It looked like a jungle. <laughs> and so um, when God kind of showed me, it's not all that it seems, it brings back, you know, so many different things. For example, for a person who has anxiety, we have so many what ifs, mm -hmm. right? We think about, well, what if um, I have cancer? What if I am dying? What if, you know, this doesn't work well? What if, you know, uh, I am put to shame? You know, all these different things. But God showed me it's not all that it seems. When you have a jungle, it's not all it seems. The enemy tries to bring lies into our minds, and that's not the truth. It's mm. not all it seems. So if it's God's not, truth. Yeah, go ahead. God's truth is what we need to hold on to. That is what reality is. Mm. It's not all the things that we think about in our minds, but the reality and the truth is his word. And so were you able to, in all the weeds and the jungleness that was your garden in the, in the beginning, did the weeds and the overgrown, you know, parts of it or whatever was that, did that represent to you the lies that was like choking out the truth? Is that kind of how, how you saw that in the garden? Yes. Mm -hmm. And not only that, um, for me, the jungle was also all the symptoms that you feel. Okay. Right. Once you start having, like, for example, um, with me having had anxiety before, I was always feeling like my heart fluttering or my heart starting to rapidly yeah. beat. And so when that started, then my, my mind, my brain starts to think you're having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. You're having all this. And I have to go back to okay, this is not all that it seems. Mm -hmm. You know, I've gone to my doctor. I've had my, my self-checked. I've had all these different things done to make sure that health-wise, I am okay, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, so I associated that with anxiety and everything that it represents. I have this little thing that I do sometimes when I feel anxious that's, I think is exactly what you're saying, where I say to myself, it's a feeling, not a fact, which is, yes. I think a different way of saying it's not all it seems right. It looks yes. scary. It looks yes. overgrown. It looks like uh -huh. a disaster, maybe even, yes. but that's not the whole story. That's not yes. the whole story. And so what in the garden represented like the promise, like the better news, if you will, the, the best news ever, the truth, what, what was that for you in the garden? Okay. Very good question. Because one of those days when I was trying to pull weeds, all of a sudden, underneath the overgrowth were little flowers that were mm -hmm. growing. And so it kind of brought me back to God's promises. Yeah. And again, going back to it's not all it seems. Because God has the bigger picture. We don't. We cannot see through our jungle, but he can. Mm -hmm. He sees the whole picture. And the other thing that brings me back to it's not all it seems, we might not see 
or we might not feel God doing something about our situation, but in reality, he is. He is in control. And you saw that in those flowers. And I saw that in those flowers. And I think you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think if we deal with anxiety frequently, if it's a part of kind of like our Uh everyday cadence, if you will, sometimes it takes the effort of weeding, right? The getting rid of the weeds. Like we actually have to get down in the garden of our life and take a shovel or whatever the case may be and say, I am uprooting the weeds that are overshadowing and trying to take over and threatening to choke out the beauty, the Uh flowers, if you will, that are the promises of God in my life. Yes, Mm -hmm. that is very true. And so go ahead. Mm -hmm. You go ahead. When you brought that up with Mm -hmm. going down, another thing that God showed me, because of course I have problems with my knees as you grow older, Mm. (laughs) you have all these problems, right? So I had to be on my knees, but then um, I went one of those times where I was shopping, I went to Dollar Tree and I found this little uh, kneeling pads, right? So I bought those and I used those in the garden. And while I was down on my knees and while I was pulling weeds, a light bulb came on. When we are down on our knees, we are closer to God. And not only that, we are closer to pulling out weeds from where they are. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Gosh. I, but yeah. There's so much spiritual truth in that. And I'm also thinking about like, as a gardener, a gardener with a healthy garden doesn't look at the problem. Like look at the weeds from afar even, right? Like just look over it and yes. be like, gosh, I wish it were different. Wish it wasn't so weedy. You know, you yes. actually, you have shopped for tools. You figured out what would work. Um, you addressed the pain point so you could stay in there. Right. And you got Uh close to those Mm -hmm. weeds and invited God to help you use those tools to unroot them. There's a lot of good stuff there. That's good stuff. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so a lot of your book and even the cover of your book, it really points us to the story of David and Goliath. So I'm thinking Mm -hmm. that as you begin to unroot these weeds, if you will, as you begin to try to use those tools and focus more on the promises, I'm suspecting it felt very much like a David and Goliath sort of battle. Did it not? It sure did. So has that story always been important to you? Did it have renewed significance in this battle? Will you talk to me about that just a little bit? It did have renewed significance for me. I've always loved David and Goliath. One, because I'm short. (laughs) Same. (laughs) In stature, I am short, you know, I'm short too. And I feel small inside so often. And so like, I feel, yes, just like the, 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 uh, the most unlikely to face the giants. Yeah. So often. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always loved that story, knowing that though there are a lot of Goliaths in my life, though there are things that I can't do because of my stature, Yet my God is bigger than all these things. And he can always do things through me, through his power and his might. Mm-hmm. And so that has always been something that has inspired me. Um, we have an omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God who loves us so much and who promised never to leave us nor forsake us. 
in John 16, 33, Jesus said, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Amen. And so even in my smallness, even in my petiteness, I can still have victory because God already has obtained that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a part of that story that is particularly moving for you? What, what part of David's confidence or whatever, I don't want to put any words in your mouth. What part of that story is the one you're <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I want, or that's what I have, or that's what I've achieved anything. Yes. One is David went, went ahead and took the first step toward the giant. He took the first step. Yeah. And with me, you know, it's hard for me before when I was really suffering from anxiety, it was hard for me to always put my first step forward because of the fears that, you know, draw you back and pull you back. But then in David's life, he stepped forward first and, and advanced to the giant. That's one. Another one is that he didn't claim for himself the power, but he claimed God's power over Goliath. Yeah. He knew that Goliath was putting God down and defiling God, mm. his God. Yeah. And so he had that, you know, when, when you feel helpless, but you have a cost that's greater than you, that pushes you forward. And so those are two of the main things that really showed me a renewed, you know, um, eyesight or a renewed um, or a fresh insight into the David and Goliath story. Yeah. I love those. I, I love asking that kind of question because it teaches me is something it looks at it from a different perspective than I have. Right. And it's, yes. it's like, oh my goodness, that is so significant yeah. for me. That story, the thing I love so much about that story, because I deal, I, I, I have in my life carried a lot of shame and I also struggle to do things the way that I feel like God is calling me to do them. If other people are objecting, like if other people uh -huh. like put it. Uh -huh. And so for me, what I, one of the things I see in the story that means so much to me is like David had God had helped David have experience for giant fighting in his life. Right. Like he, he yes. killed the lion, he killed yes. the bear. He was a shepherd uh -huh. and, and he, he went and got stones, not because it, it, he put on that armor. Right. And he's like, this doesn't even fit me. This is not how I fight giants with yes. this armor. Yes. Right. This, yes. this does not suit me, if you will. Like this does yes. not feel like it, but I'm going to take these stones. I know how to sling a rock. That's what I know to do. And even though everybody else around me may say, that's not the right way to do it. That's not the right way to honor God, or that's not the right way to fight your battle, or that's not the right you instinct. Like, you know, like this is how God has taught me to fight this battle. And yes. I will stand confident in the fact that we we've, I know him and he knows me. And if he's going to do this through five stones, then he's going to do it through five stones. And I'm not going to wear put on how someone else thinks that I should fight this battle. I don't know. Isn't that funny? How about like, and, yes. and so many other things about the story important to me too, but I always think about that when I feel like God is calling me to something and I'm like, that's, that's not the way other people would do it. I'm like, do not, that's not part of this equation. 
You know, yes, that armor doesn't fit you. It doesn't fit you. Don't try to wear it, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that brings me to two or several points. One is even with um, my podcast, um, we are in the Lenten season, right? And so one of the things um, when I was praying was I was I was praying that God shows me what I need to fast from. And, you know, I'm like, I've fasted on sugar before. I've fasted on, you know, some meals before. Lord, what do you want me to fast from? And God kind of showed me, you know, to fast from my social media and to fast even from my podcast. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just started my podcast. Yeah, I just started my podcast. And I, Lord, why am I fasting from from my social media when every day I post your scriptures, I post your word? Why am I fasting from this? And going back to what you were saying, you know, we look at other people and we compare ourselves. Such a trap. Talk about weeds in our garden. Compare. yes, 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 yes. And so I said, well, Lord, if I fast on this, what will happen to my podcast? I just started it. That means my podcast, this is our thinking, right? Yes. This is our thinking. And God says his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than ours. Mm -hmm. His ways are not our ways. And so I'm like, well, if I fast on my podcast, fast on this, then, you know, the people who would be following me would be not following me anymore because I'm, I have been consistent every week and week I would put one. And then God kind of showed me, you know what? I started that desire in you Mm. and I will continue that on. Mm -hmm. God will continue on what he has started us with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the other thing that came to mind when you were talking about how David, um, how God gave David all these Goliaths to, um, to conquer, like mm-hmm. the lion and yeah. all these different things. You know, God also prepares us. Yes. For, and equips us for what he has for us. Yeah. And so throughout my um, journey with anxiety, God prepared me for what he has called me to do yeah yeah and so hey god put that there he will sustain it yeah and and i while we're right there i just want to say for the one listening that's facing a giant that you feel like it's just too big like i just want to say you can do this like you can do this and part of the reason that it may feel like you can't do it is because you may be trying to wear someone else's armor to do it. You know, you may be trying to wear someone else's armor. And so really lean into the way that God is asking you Cecile to, to, to abandon, if you will, to fast your social media and your podcast at what most of us would say is a very fragile place to do that. Right. Like that's a scary, like that's not smart. You know, most people would say, but, (laughs) but if the Lord is asking you to trust him in that very specific way, that's your armor. And that is the right way to honor him. And he honors the heart that honors him. And, and he will do something in a way that we cannot expect or imagine that's how he works. And so, yeah, he will show up in your life friend. So 
Yes. So do you have, as you, as you battle anxiety, as you, um, as you talk to it, as you use your tools to dig out those weeds, do you have, you've rattled off several scriptures already that I know that are very dear to you. Is there another story, scripture passage, anything like that? That's really uh, close to you that you cling to when, when you're the, the, the temptation to believe the lies is very real in your life. Yes, there is. And in fact, um, this is for this season, my life first. And for so many years has been my life, life chapter. Actually, yeah. it's not just a verse. It's Psalm 121. I look up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let my foot slip. He who watches over me will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over my life. The Lord is my shade at my right hand. The sun will not harm me by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep me from all harm. The Lord will watch over my life. The Lord will watch over my coming and going both now and forevermore. And, you know, as um, in our conversation earlier, I told you that I have not had fears for such a long time or anxieties, but once in a while, well, not once. Well, yeah, once in a while in the middle of the night, my heart would start to flutter while I'm sleeping and it would wake me up. And so God brings that chapter back to me. And I recite that out loud and claim it. And if I all of a sudden, you know, think about my kids, I would put their name in it. Yeah. And or whoever. Um, and I would claim it because what this psalm tells us is that no matter whether it's day or night, God is always there. For those and so of, we do not have to fear. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who were, who are listening and not watching, I just want to say the beauty of Cecile watching you just close your eyes and rattle those words off. It, it, it moves me. It touches me in a very deep place. And I will say for our friends that are listening, because we all deal with anxiety, we all deal with it in some form or fashion. Maybe it's not debilitating, but it does raise its head. And it does tempt us to believe lies instead of focusing on promises. And my sincere, honest, firm belief is the fastest way to speak to that is to know those words, to know uh, verses of scripture that speak the promise. And when you can speak those out loud and they can rattle off and you don't have to know them verbatim, it's good if you do, but you don't have to, if you can know the concept of the promises in some verses of scripture, you can speak to that anxiety and it has no choice, but to flee. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so fantastic and encouraging. <laughs> I am just delighted. I could talk to you all day. I really could. I always close on this question and I'm wondering if you would give us just a glimpse into what your life is like right now in this Lenten season. You said you were fasting from social media, but maybe what else are you reading, listening to, watching, anything at all, resources? I love to share resources that may be helping you stay connected to God right now. Um, basically, in this season of life, I actually uh, just retired as a 
elementary school as an elementary school teacher. Um, I believe it's been almost two years to take care of my 95 year old dad. And so I am his full time caregiver. Um, God has provided a lady who comes in every Saturday. And so that gives my husband and myself a chance to do our Saturday dates. And we go out, we both are avid photographers and we both love nature and we both love flowers and being around gardens and stuff. So that's what we do. Um, it just allows us to be able to breathe in air, to, to experience God's creativity and his and nature mm. and to have a chance to even exercise and to be with each other and to spend time with each other and nurture mm -hmm. you know um our love for each other yeah um and so what else am i doing lately i am actually involved in a leadership um club book club with melissa spoilstra and one of the books that we have been reading lately or actually for the month of March is, and a very, very good book. I have to really, um, you know, share this with your audience because it's one of the books that I have really enjoyed so much. Um, it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry Ooh. by John Mark Comer. Hurry and is my enemy. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. yes. And our enemy uses both hurrying and business Ugh. and idleness. Yes. So we have to be in the middle mm -hmm. and be balanced in yes. Christ, you know, because you can be idle and that is a good playground for the mm -hmm. enemy mm -hmm. in your mind, but you could also be very busy Yes. and hurry. And that is a good is, playground for him too. Yes. Yes. And that is very, both of this are mm -hmm. very much, not what God tells us yes. in his word. Yes. Because he wants us to do a Sabbath. He wants mm -hmm. us to be silent and be still before him. And he wants us not to be idle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's one of them. And um, I actually have embarked on um, really studying and meditating on the Psalms. Mm. And right now I am parking on Psalm 119. And because it's the longest, longest chapter, chapter in the Bible, yes, that's quite an undertaking. Yes. 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 So I have interspersed that with um, Melissa Spoilstress, The Names of God, which this is now my second time to go through that. But again, that is one of my my favorite books and um, not only is it a favorite book but it's also a book that has really allowed me to focus on who God is and to know his character and when we know who our God is and when we know whose we are then we will not have any problems with our identity. Amen. And that solves a lot of the problems that we have. Yeah. I, I say often similar where I say, you know, peace is uh, believing who yes. God says he is and who yes. he says I am in him. 
That's it. That's what brings peace. Yeah. And when when I have anxiety, when I lack peace, when my soul is in chaos, as I often say, it's because I've fallen out of alignment with who he says he is and who he says I am in him. I'm looking at the weeds. I'm focused on the weeds and, uh, and it's time to unroot those. So yes. Cecile can be found at CecileValoria.com, which I will link in the show notes. And her podcast is Digging Deep for Treasures. And her book is Slaying Your Fear Giants. And you are a treasure, my friend. This has been just a delightful conversation. I'm so grateful for your willingness to share your hard journey uh, with something that so many of us deal with and to give us hope that, uh, that we can lean in on him, press in on him and, uh, and one at a time, unroot those weeds that threaten to choke out the promises of God. So yeah, thank you so much for being with us today. And may I say one thing? Absolutely. For those who, um, I have a freebie on oh, my website. I will link Cecile. it. Yes. Valoria. Okay. All right. I mean, Cecile Valoria at, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> CecileValoria.com. We'll get it in there. And, and it, will, it will start you off. If you have not memorized scriptures, if you have, um, if you don't know exactly where to begin, I have 10 scripture verses there in this freebie that will start you. You can, you can print those, cut those off. It's a PDF and you can cut those off and put those in your purse and, and start you off. What a valuable resource. What a practical, valuable resource. Thank you for, for, for providing that. Yeah. And definitely that's linked in today's show notes. Thank you again, friend, for spending a little time with us and thank you for listening. Um, I, I, uh, I'm so grateful to have had this time with you and until next time, peace. Friend, whatever giant you may be facing today, it's not bigger than the promises of God. God is victory. God is present. God is at work. God is for you. God is your rock, your redeemer, your shield, and your strength. Psalm 121.3, again, this time from the voice. He holds you firmly in place. He will not let you fall. He who keeps you will never take his eyes off you and never drift off to sleep. Next week, my dear ministry friend Haley Wood will be stopping by the podcast. You might recognize her voice and her face if you ever tune in on Tuesday nights to the step-by-step Bible study sessions on the Study on Facebook page. Haley will be here talking to us about how we react differently to distressing situations and three types of rest that can help protect our hearts. Speaking of step-by-step, Did you know that I offer an in-depth Bible study every week on the verse connected to the podcast episodes? You can study with us on Tuesday nights on the study on Facebook page, by using the resources in my Friday newsletters, or on your own by downloading the free masterclass using the link in today's show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.